Welcome to another wonderful episode of House of House. I'm Andrew Taven. And I'm Lenny Burnham. And today's House episode is episode 9 in season 1, DNR. And it is about a uh, trumpet legend who is uh, paralyzed from the waist down and has a disease and also has a DNR order, which House violates. And uh, they eventually figure out that uh, his stupid, bad doctor, who he had the whole time, uh, messed up his diagnosis. And really, he had a different disease. And it cures his paralysis. Because uh, House knows better. And our guest this episode is Valerie Fay, host of Valley of the Tall Tales. Hi, Hi. Valerie. Nice to be here. Uh, Thanks for having so, me. Yeah, nice having you. Thank you for uh, doing the show. So, Valerie, you're one of the, the biggest TV experts I know, but very focused on sitcoms. Mm -hmm. So did you have any experience with House before this? So the only experience with House I have before this is that... So for years, I was a big fan of, like, Psych and Monk. And... um. There was this one cable channel. I don't even know if it exists anymore. I think it was called Ion Television, something like that. Uh, oh, okay. uh, it might have been cable. It might have just been like a one of those like me TV offshoots. But I remember it played yeah. Psych and Monk, and it also had commercials for House. I never watched it, but it was just like. It, it was very much in the same style as like the Psych commercials and the Monk commercials of just like. This is a guy who doesn't really play by the rules. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, that's true. He definitely doesn't play by the rules, especially yes. in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Characters welcome, rules not. <laughs> they I uh I think I remember Ion. I don't think I know if I ever watched anything on. I probably did in passing. I remember Ion is like I feel like it was always the big Vincent D'Onofrio criminal intent mm -hmm. network. I feel like I'd always see ads where he's his whole shtick where he does. I, I, I don't know if, if it's just that no one ever got into criminal intent, but I, I was always bothered that he, he never got any credit for it. Cause he had such a distinct shtick on that show where he'd do the thing where like him and Dom Eames would like open the door and she'd be like, hi, we need to. And then he'd just rush in and he'd be like, sorry, sorry. Is this those curtains? Those are from the, <laughs> Pashtun region, right? <laughs> I'm not sure, but right? And they'd be like, uh, yeah. And he'd be like, okay. And But they stopped making those in 1974. <laughs> they'd be like, uh, I guess. And be like, huh, okay. Yeah, okay. Just where he's like got this encyclopedic knowledge. And then they would always just have to make the... I think this is one of those things where people, as they look at stuff uh, critically, um, that they're like, oh, it's kind of weird. I think about it now that every episode of Criminal Intent, the the like gimmick was always that they had to get them to confess because they never had enough evidence to mm. arrest them. That was like that, and they would show you a little montage of like the crime being carried out, and that was always like, oh, Stephen Colbert guest stars, and he has to like trick him into confessing because they didn't. The they'd always have. Uh, I think it was Courtney B. Vance was like the their ADA. Uh, their personal ADA, and he'd always come in and go, we don't have enough to arrest him. 
And then Vincent D'Onofrio would look at them sitting in the, you know, uh, glass room that police stations have and uh, be like, I think we can get him to crack. And then, like, just threaten him. No, he wouldn't threaten him. That's, like, what Stabler would do. He'd, like, put on a show where... The only one I really remember is he gets some guy to confess because he wants... Like, he did the murder to be, like, super manly. And Vincent D'Onofrio is, like, shaming him implicitly about, like, his dick size. And Vincent D'Onofrio, like, puts a foot on the table and is, like, size 13. Ah, you know, it's true what they say. And the guy's like, I murdered her because I'm a man. And he's like, take him away. <laughs> so there you go. That's, uh, that's, sorry. I'm slightly, <laughs> out. I got, uh, I got boosted. I'm, I'm like, I'm okay. I'm like a few days out, but I have like a, still, I'm a little out of it. So I've been describing uh, criminal intent <laughs> stories. <laughs> I'm anti-vax now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I've had I've I had uh, some chills for one night, and I've had multiple days of armpit pain. So I now think that um, you uh, should take ivermectin, and I think that uh, the government is hiding tens of thousands of. Uh, I, I feel like that we're gonna get we 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 need more listenership, not less. Well, this might help actually. Based off recent stuff, I guess this will, this will get in a whole new crowd. Um, so, Valerie, having uh, watched House for the first time, uh, what was sort of your first impression of the show? I was very very interested by it because it did very much do that like psych method of like having like the procedural and like it, it's 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 wild how like. I didn't know you could do like basically a murder show, but just about like a guy being sick, because <laughs> that's really what yeah. it is. Yeah, <laughs> and um, it was really fascinating to me, like how um, it, the most fascinating to me thing to me was the one scene, just randomly character actor Mike stars in one scene, uh, trying to get Viagra. And the house is just being like, you shouldn't eat donuts or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember what, uh, what was that guy from? Uh, he's from like everything. He's like the, he's the killer in Dumb and Dumber. And he's like, he's in the like Frasier episode where Frazier confronts his old bully John C. McGinley and it turns out that his brother is Mike Starr who is Niles' bully and he was also <laughs> in he's in Ed Wood as like the producer and he's he's just he was in Goodfellas he's in everything he's one of those guys who just has always worked and just does whatever <laughs> playing basically the same guy <laughs> I remember that Frasier one because he has him fixing his mm -hmm. toilet and he like the whole thing is he's just like completely non-apologetic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry for uh, for having the first three minutes before you uh, got talked for your house experience. Uh, you never told us your criminal intent experience. Oh. So if you watched when you were watching Ion did. Uh, criminal intent. I think I've. It's one of those shows I've seen like half an episode of, like 
and just like like years and years of half an episode of that it's just like i kind of get all the characters and i get like the formulas but i've never like sat down and watched watched it but it's it's one of those shows where it's just like it's a good way to spend an hour was it always the same uh, half? <laughs> it, it would <laughs> it would change up. Sometimes they'd be like, oh, I'm going to watch the first like 25 here. going to watch the back 25 here. I always think of this thing my dad used to say where we were watching like the first Police Academy movie together. And I, I want it because we didn't laugh at all through it. And then like like 70 minutes and I just said to him are you enjoying this and he's like not really but you gotta fill the day somehow <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> that reminds me of the sim do you remember that have you seen the Simpsons joke where uh I forget why but Homer says to Bart like why do you think I took you all those police academy <laughs> movies for funny for fun I didn't see anyone laughing <laughs> um so guys this this episode of House is very important to me because it opens with uh, a guy who looks uh, like a young guy who's clearly in like a pop mm -hmm. punk band. And he's talking to someone who's like, the horn player is on the way. And I got so excited that they're finally doing a ska episode yeah. of House. Uh, sadly, it is a, a jazz legend and not just a, a dumbass <laughs> ska guy. But uh, definitely the song in the beginning was sort of that because it was like blink it seemed like it was trying to be like blink 182 bringing on a horn guy in 2005 <laughs> i was like you guys you guys really missed the boat on this the uh the the cat the subtitles on uh the amazon prime stream uh said r&b music starts and i was like <laughs> does it <laughs> like i'm not sure i I do think I agree completely. The first thing I wrote when this episode started was, uh, oh, shoot. Oh, I did this before again. Was it would be so funny if they were bringing in horn legend John Henry to do ska. <laughs> yeah. And if, like, they wheel him in, because he's in a wheelchair, as mentioned previously. And if he's just like, I'm ready to play, and he puts on, like, a black and white striped hat. And just is like, it turns out like everyone's super into ska. And yeah, they kind of are. Like they sound like less than Jake mm -hmm. when they play it. Um, I yeah, the episode obviously is called DNR, so it's largely uh, about how he's like, well, I'm done for. Even though the actor was 41, was like, maybe don't call mm -hmm. it quite yet um but i think it makes uh it makes more sense if he just sees the future of horn playing in 2005 <laughs> and is like hey just just mm -hmm. let me go we're we're done. we're wrapping it up here no hang mm -hmm. in there circa uh like 2013 the mountain goats yeah. are gonna put some horns on uh, <laughs> yeah. cry for judas it's all coming back around as far as, as far as andrew taven's <laughs> concerned uh as a uh, as uh, you know a small Jewish boy who just got a bunch of random music when he first got an iPod from his cousin David, <laughs> which included uh, a decent amount of Street Light Manifesto, Less Than Jake, uh, yeah. etc. Yeah, and then uh, and then started listening to the Mountain Goats, and then had the Mountain Goats bring some horns on, and it's like, oh, it's all coming oh, together. Yeah. It's all <laughs> coming together, baby. Here we go. Um, I was thinking like. 
from this like has there like i'm sure there has has there ever been like a ska band like a third wave ska band that had like a legendary jazz like player like like no i think that's like an unrealistic touch in this episode is that they would bother getting a jazz legend instead of like some dick who went to the same orange county (laughs) private school as them (laughs) this is also because back then um it was less common that people would uh, demean themselves. Nowadays, I'm sure you could, because you could have like, I don't know, whoever this horn legend is would be showing up in like a uh, Hero Quest mobile game commercial <laughs> that like Rob. Like, it is really amazing. I don't know if it's, I don't think it's bad or good. I guess, but it used to be that like people had to like go to Japan to do a commercial. <laughs> And now they're just like Robert Downey Jr. is in like, or like Ryan Reynolds is in like a match three puzzle ad. Uh, John Goodman. I still remember there's some mobile slide slots game that John Goodman's in where his head is like on a finger and like flying through like, oh, <laughs> pressing slots. Oh, yeah. Which like, I guess they were like, here's a hundred thousand dollars to wear the green <laughs> suit and just have your head being like oh like john goodman you're so amazed by the slots going by and he's just like yeah you know never know when uh i guess it's probably maybe he agreed to it like the day that roseanne's comments came out before he knew that they were gonna <laughs> keep the Connors going for a while and he was just like yeah yeah i'll take it whatever i, I need a backup yeah. i don't think they're making speed racer 2 unfortunately i so. recently saw i don't even remember what brand it was but i saw rob cordry and brian husky were like dueling yeah i think it's car- cars.com yeah. it's yeah some, like mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. car buying thing yeah that was wild can can i bring up and i'm gonna I'm going to break character a little here and uh, go against brand and bring up something very barely related for at least two minutes. <laughs> All right. But can I bring up, you mentioned Brian Husky. If we seen this, it's, this is the end, right? I always get confused with the Edgar Wright film that came out like the same time. That's also about that one's actually not even really about the apocalypse. It's like a body mm-hmm. snatcher movie, but the, this is the end with like Seth Rogen and mm-hmm. crew okay have we seen it mm-hmm. okay Barely remember it but yeah there is one you don't remember Barely it? remember it just like bits and pieces but yeah that's fine <laughs> it's i don't i i don't really mm-hmm. like it i think it's like i found it i found it was like the uh i think it was really where i just fully turned against the whole sort of that era of judd apatow like five minute improv scenes where someone's like what you've never heard of a donkey punch bong <laughs> that's like when you uh 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 get like kush and uh you put it in a butthole uh and then you smoke it i had and... to watch that movie for work uh when i was at comedy central uh when we booked the franco roast they like told everyone watch this is the end like you have to watch it and then our first meeting it turned out not only was i the only person who actually watched it but some people there did not know who James Franco was and hadn't looked it up beforehand. This is why you need to unionize. This is why unions are important. Part well, of the contract. I don't know if unions would help me like get the people who didn't watch it fired. I think it would actually help them continue not bothering to look things up. No, you wouldn't have had to watch mm-hmm. This is the End. 
Oh, yes. You specifically put that in the contract. <laughs> um, you could put in an even like a, a you don't uh, even have to Google clause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing. If you do have to, it helps you don't you uh Yeah, see, because James Franco's union, obviously, and he didn't have to do anything when he hosted the Oscars. Um, Boom. 12 years ago, slam. uh, I got to go turn my light on because, like, it just stopped being light outside. Um, But I'm excited to hear how this is the end relates to house in one second. Okay, cool. I'm not going to stop recording. I'm just going to make myself a note that at, like, 1625... Oh, okay. That didn't take very long. I'm just going to not, I'm just going to not even cut. I think you're wearing a ska shirt. I am. Yeah. Rude voice. Nice. Uh, so the, this is how it relates. Cause you mentioned Brian Husky. I, I don't really like this is the end at all, but I think my number one criticism is that there is a part in it and they all, they're all playing themselves except slightly off, except most of them aren't, playing a different version of themselves at all they're all just like kind of reasonable people who are trying to joke around the only person they're all just kind of being craig robinson because craig robinson's character and everything is just to be the pretty reasonable guy who's freaked out that other people are being unreasonable Mm -hmm. which is fine he does a good job of it but that's just all of them except for jonah hill who is making a choice but it's a bad (laughs) one but i guess good job for doing something in that um and they have at one point the next morning when after everything starts happening, Brian Husky sticks his head through and he's like, you have to let me in. And they're like, no, we can't let anyone in. It's too dangerous. He's like, no, please. I'm your neighbor. Help me. Whatever. I'm like, no, the joke is he goes, I'm Brian Husky. And they all go who? And he's like, I was the dentist in 40 year old virgin. I was this. like, he names things. And they're like, I don't remember that. He's like, how could you not remember? Like, that's mm-hmm. the joke. And it doesn't, they don't do it. So that, you know. So when you negative. say related, you meant because Valerie mentioned <laughs> an actor in a tangent that was also not related to House. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, just let me clear. <laughs> anyway, I also, uh, this, at least this will, the next thing I'll say will at least bring us back into House Orbit because you mentioned uh valerie the character actor uh who wants viagra (laughs) and you know he's like give me the blue pill or maybe house is like here's the blue pill because he's like i'll give it to you but if you take it you'll die and the guy's like uh i guess i don't want it (laughs) um has anyone ever done a bit like it wouldn't be good but about like the matrix but the blue (laughs) pill is viagra i think so yeah right you think that all right too late (laughs) they probably They'll probably get Lawrence Fishburne, like he did for that media <laughs> commercial, to just be like, and you take the blue pill and you'll get a boner. <laughs> and they're like, whoa. Also, I feel like House, it's fun that he gave him the prescription uh, and was like, I mean, but you will die. Uh, but I wish he had given him a little more hints on how to be properly medicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He doesn't mention- Can you say like three more things about what I should mm-hmm. do? <laughs> Does he mention insulin? Yeah. Yeah. Because the guy's diabetic. Yeah. So we are, uh, we're, we're getting back to the episode. I'll say, look, I'll take 60% of the responsibility for getting us off track. Um, I think that's, that's, yeah, that's fair. fair. Oh, I have, um, a, I have a house question, actually, because I'm not sure if you two have talked about yes. this. Yes. Would house be 
pro or anti uh, the COVID vaccine in your opinions? Pro. Yeah, I I think I think definitely pro. Um, the only way I I'm trying to think if he ever says anything. He's normally against medical ethics, but he's not. He doesn't normally have these like. He's normally pretty against like alternative medicines and alternative treatments for things. So I think he would be, if anything, he'd be the guy who's like, I'm going to trick people into getting it. Oh, yeah. He'd be like that story about those doctors in Greece who took bribes to inject people with like a placebo and then they injected them with the vaccine anyway. <laughs> um. Which, you know, not all heroes wear capes. They do. All Greek doctors wear capes, but not <laughs> all heroes. Um, um, also, since uh, Andrew hasn't mentioned yet that the jazz legend in this episode was on Billions, I'm going to get ahead of him and uh, mention that he was on The Blacklist. That's the main mm. thing I know him from. Wait, was he on uh, House Wiki? I didn't recognize him from Billions. I was a little sleepy for this episode. When I because... looked him up, I think that was his first his first thing uh, before before the blacklist. I'm... Whoa, my computer! Why is my computer doing? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Harry Lennox. Uh, Gary. Oh Lennox. no! I forgot. The first thing he was known for is all the like Zack Snyder, Batman, and Superman uh... movies. <laughs> Is he? Who's he in? The, uh, I haven't. I saw in one. Williams, of, he's Frank Sackler, is or Sacker. Sorry. Oh, he is the dad of. Okay, I think he's. Yeah, I think he's the dad of the attorney who works for Chuck. I want to say, and he's like a businessman. Yeah. Who, uh, who wants to do, uh, yeah, he wants to do, um, she's the Manhattan DA and he likes doing corrupt stuff to help her, but she's got to try and be less corrupt because she's the DA. That's, that's who he is. Um, he's in other stuff too, right? I feel like he's in like a bunch of things he's, as like someone's he, dad. He starred in the blacklist. Nice. I just said, Yes. He's in the main cast of it. Well, I'm saying, like, isn't he also... Oh, he's the Martian. Yes, he is also in other things. You're right. I feel like he's a regular dad in stuff. But maybe I'm also thinking of someone else. Anyway, he was in The Matrix 2. Um, he's probably been a dad. Speaking of blue pills. Nice. And oh, is he going to be back in Hopefully. Four? He was also in Clockers, directed uh, he... by Spike Lee. Do you, do you know that in I I'm we probably know this right I'm sure but for any listeners who don't that uh, it's very easy to undo but that Morpheus died during the canonical Matrix MMORPG Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I saw people talking about that Yeah that he was like killed so I the the thing about the Matrix is there are a jillion ways to bring back Lawrence Fishburne if you want um I mean if he's not doing a Kia commercial in stage, so sorry <laughs> to the Wachowskis, but or whichever only one of the Wachowskis is directing it. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. What do we know? What happened? Are they getting along? That'd be a shame. One of them Maybe just, just doesn't want to do like I don't fantasy know stuff anymore. I think it is. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, 
yeah, so they they bring him in. He's got the DNR, which I think he signs pretty soon, which I was looking up. <laughs> the the stuff DNRs um don't work exactly like they do here i don't think i don't think yeah, you can just there's... be like i'm paralyzed i don't <laughs> want you to resuscitate me because i can't use my legs yeah there's like a weird moment where house is like well we messed up so i was undoing what we did and i was like that seems like a really solid excuse like i feel like people aren't ever like you know if you accidentally kill me and can easily fix it don't bother <laughs> yeah there's other stuff where like the um i was looking up some stuff about that i also had it had one of my weird pet peeves which is that they're like a dnr says not to bring someone back to life and for some reason these are always things that like pull my hair out where i'm like you do, you don't bring pe someone's heart stops they aren't actually <laughs> dead you're just you're resuscitating them but like i saw like during surgery a lot of hospitals require people to officially suspend their dnrs beforehand because like you have to take an active role in maintaining someone's right. vital signs during surgery in a way that uh they don't want to have to deal with like oh you pumped up their vitals when they were crashing because that's like the standard thing you would do during surgery right, exactly. you're arrested <laughs> like they just want to be like no i want to focus like i don't want to have to also have a lawyer in the room during this we have enough people in here um it also it it it's weird to me that House spends all this time talking about how he doesn't care about his patients. And I guess you could say he resuscitated him only because he wants to find out what the disease is. But it feels like him just saying, I don't agree with the concept of DNRs at all. Because a lot of times he'll solve the thing and the person's like, I don't want the treatment because I'm sad. And then he forces them to get it anyway, even though by House logic, and maybe that's the thing he doesn't want to admit to himself. He should be happy that he fixed it and he shouldn't care that they're like refusing. Yeah, um, I thought the first half was pretty sloppy because it was just like trying to fit way too much stuff in. Like I feel like House fully violating a DNR and like getting sued and going to court was something they could have saved for like a season yeah. finale and like put more thought into <laughs> it. Um, but it kind of like clears up. And then I thought the second half started to be kind of interesting with the premise of the guy being like, well, since I don't care if I live or die, like, sure, let's solve this puzzle together. Like, I thought that was kind of a fun yeah, yeah. dynamic that they could have had, like, in the first For place. Sure. I had the judge... Oh, sorry, Valerie, were you saying? Uh, I was just going to say, like, yeah, it did feel like, especially in, like, the, like, tw 20 or 25-minute mark when they were just like, oh, the charges are dropped. It's just like, why was that even a plot point for the first, like, half of the episode? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do think it was kind of funny that, like, it was, like, a weird chess game where House was, like, trying to cancel stuff out, and then they canceled stuff out by being, like, joke's on you that you don't have the right to face them in court because we're just <laughs> dropping the charges. Yeah. Well, I, I, the whole thing with the judge, like, I didn't know if this is, like, the House of Judges or something. Like, he has his own <laughs> show where he's just, like, breaking all the rules, which you don't really want a judge to do um but he if because he says like because house is like house's attorney is like well he has to face his accuser so you have to keep him alive and i'm like but people can be accused 
when after murder mm-hmm. by yeah. other people who weren't <laughs> yeah. murdered. So like they could bring in the doctors to testify and be like, yes, House violated this DNR. I'm under oath. You know, us Chase yeah. is just like, I'm Australian, mate. Your laws don't apply to me. Yeah, that was definitely the like the whole like keep him alive because I have the right to face my accuser thing was like slightly too goofy for this show. Like it was into the territory of yeah, more like a psych, like uh, Valerie was talking about, where you can be like, yeah, sure, like any silly thing. <laughs> it's like the sign. It's like silly enough to be like the Jerry sitcom in Seinfeld, where it's like the judge ordered that the judge said <laughs> yeah. he, the DNR has to go, and he has to be my butler. <laughs> Um, I also thought Cuddy telling House that she will that she has fifty thousand dollars per year to commit to his legal defense seemed like a big mistake. To let well, House it's probably actually a hundred thousand, and that's why yeah. she told him fifty thousand. <laughs> that would absolutely be the way that Cuddy would claim that she pulled one over on House because Wilson would be like, "How could you tell him that you have fifty thousand dollars committed to his legal defense, no matter what he does?" And she'd be like. Because it's a hundred thousand, you'd be like, "That's not really a okay. That's not a win. You didn't win this exchange." Um. Yeah. The. Uh, oh, I said. I I said here. I bet Lenny can tell me which. So they bring in Doctor Hamilton, not the one you're thinking it is. Lin Manuel Miranda shows up later. Um. But they bring in Doctor Hamilton, who's his doctor, who's like has him on some treatment for the paralysis because he says it's Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, but House doesn't think it is. And so Dr. Hamilton comes in, played by, I assumed Lenny would be able to tell me which USA Network white guy. This guy's not that familiar. And David Conrad is such a good generic handsome TV actor name. Wow. <laughs> um, David Conrad Dr. in Hamilton House. He looked like Marty Hamilton. Played by who also was Foreman's boss, apparently. Or yeah, he like worked under him. He uh d- yeah, David Conrad actor. Let's see. David Conrad actor. Yeah, he's a he... ghost whisperer, mismatch, just a a veritable list of shows people watched. Yeah, I I thought he I feel like I'm thinking of there are people who have that face. He's got kind of a uh Yeah. He has sort of an Elaine's boyfriend yeah. face. <laughs> like yeah. a one episode Elaine. He, like you would have come in. Like I feel like it's like if you can't get Josh Molina, they probably yeah. get him. No, that's not the right name. Is it? Yeah, Josh come Molina. in and she'd be like, you know, he's a pizza dabber or whatever. It's like, yeah, what? He dabs, the pizza. he dabs the pizza with the napkins. Well, that's not so bad. I used to be a pizza dabber. Jerry, you were a pizza. David um, Conrad looks like he like auditions to be the husband on the show. And they're like, well, you can be the like goofy psychiatrist. Yeah. He did play Jerry and beautiful people, the TV movie. It says apparently he, so it all comes together. He apparently turned down auditioning for Boogie Nights to pursue stage opportunities, which I don't know. That's I, stage is good, but also why would you turn down auditioning for Boogie Nights? Oh, and he was also in. Um, he played a doctor also in uh, the Woody Allen movie. Anything else? He played himself. So I went to IMDb and looked at the self Ooh. footage. He was himself 
on an episode of the Megan Mullally <laughs> show. Did Megan <laughs> Mullally have a talk show? She did. Huh. huh. Um, okay. <laughs> that's 2006. So that's something. Uh, it looks like Neil Patrick Harris showed up. That, that tracks. She did a segment with a kid. <laughs> well, imagine watching. I do. If All right. This will oh, yeah, be. That was, that was right, right when uh, Will and Grace ended the first time. So she was like hopping right mm-hmm. to it. If we um, if we ever get a Patreon up and going for this, I think we just cover shows we've mentioned in passing, <laughs> and so we can do an ep. You know, we've uh, that, do no harm. That's a big one. The Megan Mullally show now. I think that's on the docket. If we ever do this, because like, I'm kind of curious. What 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 would you see watching the Megan Mullally show? 71 episodes was it like a daily thing i guess yeah Probably. yeah i think she was like a pretty i think she was like a recurring guest on the ellen degeneres show so i i'm guessing nbc was like great we can keep that like magic <laughs> going in the daytime <laughs> um that makes but, sense uh that actor who i closed imdb and immediately forgot his generic name david, david conrad, conrad. yes yeah. so he's showing up and like being like Hey Foreman, do you want to come be a doctor in glamorous Los Angeles? Which like weirdly felt like a backdoor pilot, and also like house going to court felt way too dramatic. And I was like, this is like episode nine, season mm-hmm. one. Why is it yeah. like? Why does this feel like the season four mm-hmm. finale? I, I always love it when TV shows do that, where like in the midway of like season one or two. There's a character who's like, what if I move to Duluth, Minnesota? And it's like, unless the actor just really hated working there, I could never see this like being any sort of like stakes to it because it's just like, they're going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that like, that leads to this whole plot of Foreman being like, yeah, it would be a better job with more money and a boss who's not an asshole, but then like just just stays because it's television. <laughs> uh, and so- that there's a weird part in that conversation where uh, Foreman's like, "Like you would do it, right?" And Chase's response is, "I don't need the money" because he's like a trust fund kid. But I yeah. think it's very funny to be like, "Since I'm a trust fund kid, I will be a surgeon at a nice hospital, but I don't have to transfer to any nicer <laughs> hospitals." Yeah, he's just spending uh, on the weekends. He uh, he's just coming in doing whatever he's doing this for free that's what you don't know he's just doing this for fun chase is an intern uh i promise i will not dwell on this any longer but i had a slight mystery at the saw which is that on imdb like none of the episodes of the megan Mullally show have user ratings except episode 32 which has 2.3 out of 10 stars and i none of them actually the wrote a review. no that would be interesting there are uh, the guests are Kevin Federline and Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, yeah. That doesn't seem like it should make people go, yeah. go write it. Yeah. So if we ever, maybe that's the episode we'll have to watch if we ever get right. around to that. Just, uh, to, just to crack this mystery. Um, so there's one character I wanted to ask. They oh, also. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, go no, ahead. I, no, go there's ahead. one character I wanted to ask about because 
his presence just really confused me. Uh, uh, Jimmy is what I think House called him because his like their rapport. It seemed like it seemed like he was just like a figment of like House's imagination because he just was that Wilson and did he call Wilson think... Jimmy? Because his name is James. I think he called him Jimmy in like the like. Uh... In like the scene where they were like watching TV or something, and he was saying to Hamilton, "Like, here's my friend Jimmy," <laughs> and it, just, <laughs> it was just weird because this might just be the actor, but he that actor has like a really weird like delivery to me, where he's just like very like droll and slow with the lines, but not in a funny way. He's just sort of like like that weird line <laughs> about Kobe and. Uh, um, uh, like lines like that were just like that's not a joke or if it is it's not being told as one <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's always tough when people don't commit yeah I feel like Wilson's lines the joke is just always that he's very obsessed with house <laughs> the um they have uh the other thing that so they they because they are going to remove the tube that house put in but i don't think and they're like oh if he stops breathing then just let him die but i don't think like part of a dnr is that you let people like choke to death (laughs) while they're still alive like i thought do not i think do not resuscitate is like about the heart crashing i thought but I, i i don't think they were very specific on some of this i feel like this episode like obviously like they're never like super accurate but usually the like because blah 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 like works enough for me i don't really care but Mm -hmm. like this the the dnr stuff in this definitely kept like raising questions and make me like bump up against it i feel like they didn't even like make it work in a in a lazy sort of way it also doesn't feel like they committed that much to it mm-hmm. like yeah. i feel like i feel like the more interesting thing to do would have been house versus this guy's doc versus dr hamilton who thinks and dr hamilton's in he's like you know house you're a louse get out of here in the house but he um he because because they don't really clash that mm-hmm. much He's like, well, this is the treatment I think, but uh, House, if you think differently, maybe I'll hear you out. Like, you think like there should be, especially because he offers Foreman a job. You think there should be more like, oh, this is the guy who knows you have to go buy the book, and House hates the book. <laughs> He'd rather yeah, watch the like, movie. This, yeah, this episode is a weird combination of like ramping stuff up so much to the point of like House facing all these criminal charges where he might lose his license, but then also like every antagonist feels pretty weak mm-hmm. and like comes around on house very, very easily. Uh, the patient, there's a good scene where he kind of like roasts house lovingly and is like, Hey, like I'll help you figure out what's wrong with me. Cause I can tell this is literally all you have. Like I like mm-hmm. that loving sort of roast. Um, but it felt like too easy. And by the end he's like super grateful and is like, here, you can have my trumpet. And it was like, this feels like, a bit much for an episode where house was on the brink of facing criminal charges (laughs) yeah it's just not about that like that's like the weird thing is that it's called that it should be called like trumpet Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes the people were 
crying out for an episode of House that is like, we need to get down to Ska. We need to figure this out. We need to get every character's opinion on Ska. We need to see House in a bowling shirt. and a- yes. <laughs> That should have been, they should have just for fun had, okay, there's uh, the, the, the episode of, I don't know if you watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But there's one where Danny Jollis, I know he has a name. His The joke is like people don't remember his name. I know him. We went to, I know him from uh, performing together in college. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Um, but uh, Danny Jollis is like one of our coworkers. And I don't think, I, I forget. I think he gets one song in the last season. But there's a part where they're setting him up to have like, like the jokes at the end of the episode, he's like starting to do a ska song and then like it ends before you can do it. And I'm like, no, I want to hear Danny Jolly's ska song. Yeah. It was so disappointing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we need to revive house for just one episode and it's about. Yeah. They have them. They should, they should redo the musical episode, but it's, uh, it's Hugh Laurie singing like a ska hit. It's like pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. So yeah, I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. I think I Yeah. They can have reason, a pharmacist yeah. sing, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. There's so oh, much yeah. they could get in there. Yeah. I how did they nice. not do this? They left it's all so of this. Obvious. They should do um, what would people think if they did? They were like, We're doing a house reunion episode and it's a ska musical. <laughs> that would be that I think death. that's the only thing that could finally bring our whole yes. our nation together. I think it would yeah. kind of just Hell solve yeah. everything. I'm going to campaign on House Ska Reunion and win all 50 states. Yes. They're going to have to create new electoral votes <laughs> to give me. Yes. It's a, you know, I don't know how many. Pennsylvania awarded 29 votes. They only have 28. I, I don't think they have I don't know. Probably not right. Now I'm I think curious. like 14 Sorry, whenever something. I do that, and then I'm like, I think it's more than that. What did I say? I said 28, but they give me 29 because they want the Ska reunion so much. Electoral votes. They have... This should just pop up on Google. Why is this so... Di- 20. Oh. oh, I oversold it. You well, were, okay. Valerie, you were really close, right? Did you I said 14. 19? So it was kind of in the middle oh, okay. of ours. You were closer than me. Uh, so I, uh, okay, fine. They gave me nine extra votes. That's how good <laughs> this was. <laughs> uh, there was, I wrote weird Kobe reference. Yeah. Like Kobe oh, Bryant. yeah. That, uh, yeah. I, like, it was weird, but I was also like, it's kind of cool that a show at that year was like, he just mm-hmm. did it. Cause like, you never yeah, hear exactly. that. Like pre- pre-Weinstein shows were never like like we all know he did mm-hmm. it right it almost feels like and I don't want to get like too political in the weeds about this is it so obviously the the good thing is no no one regardless of uh of race should get away with doing horrible sex crimes but is it like the thing where people like obviously look i think oj also did it but like everyone's like oh oj he did it and everyone's like kobe did it. i guess maybe at the time only house was brave enough to say that kobe <laughs> did it but um is that is it one of those things where it's like that's the exception and people and the people are like well you know no i'm not saying it's good that they said that they 
I'm not saying they shouldn't also, I'm not saying they should also get away. I mean, they did get away with it. So it's not really relevant, but, um, but I guess it's just the discourse. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember they, what they, why does that come up? I just wrote weird Kobe reference. Is it because it was like house, uh, house was like, they, they dropped the yeah, charges, that was it, right? They dropped charges, he was like, they, yeah. he dropped the charges. So he wants to like do more tests mm-hmm. on the guy. And so Wilson is like, I mean, that woman dropped the charges, but she doesn't want Kobe to take her on another date. So, which I think yeah, is like okay. kind of solid, as weird as it is for yeah. them to bring it up. Yeah, no, I see that. That's, yeah, okay. Then House is like, how is that going to make you feel if he dies in a helicopter? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, whoa, how'd they yeah. do this? <laughs> they wanted a time machine to write this one. Yeah, yeah. it really is like, <laughs> like, yeah, again, it's like, I think that, it was they were on the right side of history with like that joke but also like yeah the way that wilson just delivered it it's just kind of like was just weird like he didn't sell it yeah right it just it felt yeah it felt a little odd the way he said it yeah well because i feel like it was the whole thing where people like would make reference to that stuff and a lot of that stuff would be like open secrets like you could see like all the jokes about like Bill mm-hmm. Cosby and Kevin Spacey mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Weinstein and all those people like throughout the years. And there was just like a turning point. And sometimes it's different turning points. But at some point where people are like, you know, go from being like, oh, Bill Cosby slipping drugs in the pudding <laughs> to like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. That's not funny. That's real messed up. No, they should. He shouldn't have done mm-hmm. that. Um, whereas before. I don't, it, the attitude is like, look, it's bad, but we gotta write, you know, we gotta write this house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, the one people call, there's that one of like, where people like family guy predicted the future. Cause there's like, uh, some reference of Kevin, of, uh, Stewie. Yes. Yeah. Stewie mentions yeah. it. And yeah, that's. <laughs> such a weird thing to say like it didn't predict anything they just knew all that stuff yeah just everyone knew exactly like it's not um yeah the uh yeah foreman should take that job i don't know why i didn't i was really clearly should take it he hates working for house and it's Mm -hmm. more money and he's like he's never even like my my serious girlfriend lives here in New Jersey. He's just like, I guess there's supposed to be some weird thing where he actually likes house and the way that house works. But I'm I never believe it. I'm like, no, it's, he's having a doctor- terrible time with his racist boss. Yeah, Doctor Hamilton's exactly. He's like, what if I pay you a higher salary and I don't make racist comments? Yeah, and he's it is. I mean, that's what that's like the thing always where. Well, like, the thing is that it makes sense for, like, patients to be, like, house, you know, is is goofy, but he gets results. But, like, other doctors don't have to care yeah. about house's results. Like, they can just yeah. be a good doctor. I think it's supposed to be that, like, oh, but they're working on, like, you know, uh, why would you want to work for the uh boring easy boss when you could be working for like house and taking <laughs> yeah. on you know but it's not like like it's not like house is 
do like making that much of a difference in a world he chooses like one patient every two weeks because he's always waiting for something really interesting (laughs) it is like a just i'm trying to remember like all the benefits but it's like better parking a pension plan just a bunch of stuff there's no way an la job has better parking i don't fucking (laughs) believe you it was just like yeah the the hospital they're at now is in the middle of nowhere there's probably always a space well it's also like in yeah it's in it's like a teaching hospital in new jersey Mm -hmm. yeah that's supposed to be, I think it is closest to the city, I think. Because I think it's yeah, North Yeah, but I think but... it's, like, surrounded by, like, you see it in the beginning. It's, like, surrounded by grounds. It looks like it's, like, 50% parking <laughs> lot. Yeah. But maybe I, um... House just made it so that Foreman space is, like, the opposite end of the parking <laughs> lot. The, uh, the, 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 okay, so I didn't remember what the solution ends up being. It says it's an Arter, uh, Arter, 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 Venus malformation. But why was it that they didn't know that? Because wasn't it? It's like this. The wiki says it's a zebra factor three of ten. I don't remember why. What? The, what uh, I think it was like a blood clot in the brain that they just didn't like find or something because they didn't do an MRI. Was that it? They do. He does have him agree to the MRI at one point, but didn't he like? Oh, Doctor Hamilton put me through a bunch of MRIs. Oh wait, yeah. Yes, Doctor Hamilton. I saw on the wiki is supposed to be a neurologist, so it feels like he would have. Yeah, and House is a nephrologist, so he's. Yeah. Um, the the major events. I love the looking at the major events on the wiki page. Because they have a, whoever write, contributes to these wikis has a very uh, low bar for what constitute <laughs> constitutes a major event. The major events listed for this episode are Foreman's boss, uh, Foreman's former boss shows up, and we learn that he did a residency with Hamilton. I don't think that comes up again. Uh, I like the idea that like they just introduced this character and people like he d- he did his residency with Hamilton. The Doctor Hamilton. <laughs> this is all crossing over. This is I love. It's the same energy as the posters. I love um I love movie character posters that aren't based on existing property. Yeah. So it's like like the Zendaya's Michi thing where it just be where you know it'll be like uh whatever. Kieran Culkin is Jeff business and you're like do I care? Like, you're like, oh damn they got Kieran Culkin to be Jeff business. Like holy shit. Like wow uh the the other major event foreman is offered a new job but politely declines <laughs> house and wilson watch another episode of prescription passion very giles, important yeah giles gives house his trumpet as a gift house doesn't like play it in a future episode does he well doesn't giles like specifically tell him not to play it i thought that was a funny bit Pro- yeah that sounds right we also have this is the first episode with the opening music changed to what will remain for the rest of the series i think i skipped the intro but i do remember 
previously when I listened to the opening being like, I feel like it's a different... It isn't what it always was. So that's actually vindicating to see that <laughs> it did switch. And I didn't, I wasn't just, you know, suffering from uh, Jay Giles band <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> that's when uh, you look at a porn and yeah. recognize a girl from high school. <laughs> Is that what that's about? Oh, no. <laughs> well, no, I, she's out of high school now. Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> He's not recognizing her from high school that morning. <laughs> Engine Cole Ranger is a sap- That's what I got that. I was just thinking uh, Queen's Fat Bottom Girls for a second. Oh, I was thinking those mixed up. Fat Bottom Girls. The same guy. They sort of are in the, the same universe. I can't stop thinking of the name Marty Hamilton and how much it sounds like just like a like a 60s like nightclub singer or something. That's <laughs> Yeah, or like a promote me, Marty Hamilton. Yeah, that would have been a better name for the jazz mm-hmm. legend. That is a good name for the jazz legend. Do you, uh, do we have, do we want to start moving to, uh, segments? Or do we, uh, it is funny that I still am going to do a billions update, even though I kind of, even though I already spent, I don't know, a combined. 12 minutes talking about other tv shows throughout earlier um look my lymph my lymph nodes are swollen i get go easy on me everybody i got um, uh, too much lymph at the moment yeah uh even though this episode is pretty crazy it's like crazy in a way where i don't have that much to say about it so okay, I'm okay. so it's not uh, just me I... <laughs> but uh valerie uh did you have any else you wanted to get to? Hmm, i'd say like i just really like the rhythm of this show like i do feel like even with like the things that i was just like taken aback by like wilson and a couple <laughs> other things i feel like this is like a very like just like it's a show that has like a very good rhythm to it and i love uh what's her name is it cuddy uh the who's yeah. like basically like the like um head of the police department but for the medical place i guess and <laughs> yes yeah like i house you'll have to turn in your gun <laughs> <laughs> i just really like the show's rhythm and i feel like i'm definitely gonna watch more of it also i watched it this was my first time ever watching anything on, on the nbc universal streaming service peacock that was interesting. <laughs> Peacock. Oh, I was going to say it's actually pretty good, but then I remembered that I paid for ad free. Before mm. I paid for ad free, I was listening to the same ad for Boss Baby 2 like every five minutes. So was the, did you have that experience, Valerie? Uh, thankfully, no Boss Baby 2 ads, but there were like just ads for like, I feel like there was one for like, t-shirts or something just like a bunch of like random stuff where it's just like okay i didn't even like companies that sound fake and like feel like fake commercials that was basically all the ads where it's just like i feel like <laughs> i i wonder i wonder if it's deliberate with some of these services to try and get people because they must make their real money off subscriptions oh, yeah, a lot totally. of 
because they make like the ads first off are like super short so you can't go to the bathroom or like make a sandwich which i hate like they definitely are not trying to actually make the ad model work like live tv is um they yeah they 100 percent just want you to subscribe because mm-hmm. yeah one- i was like i was we were trying to binge Parks and Rec and my roommate turned to me and was like, if I hear Alec Baldwin say you want me to be a baby again one more time, I will kill you. <laughs> I, uh, I've i tried that with like with uh, Crunchyroll, which I had someone's subscription I borrowed at some point, but when I watch it on Crunchyroll and you, you can watch it like, you know, with the ads in between and it'll just be like five of the, literally each commercial break will be five of the same ad. Yes. That'll be for like a local furniture place. And you're just like, this, they must be able to do this better. This is like on purpose. Like they're not making enough to justify these terrible ads. They clearly are just trying to punish you into, <laughs> yeah. like they're like, look, I mean, here's the deal. When it's Peacock advertising Boss Baby 2, they're literally not making money off that. It's just Peacock advertising mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. At least that sort of makes sense. They go, like, oh, see Boss Baby 2. Do you think... Someone uh, imagining the person who uh, from the from the famed tweet who's only seen Boss Baby, watching Boss Baby two, thinking I, getting a real <laughs> Boss Baby one vibe from this movie. I think when that guy watches Boss Baby two, he's like, "This is nothing like Boss Baby." Yeah, no, no this Boss is different. Baby this vibe is vibe here. Too much. <laughs> Pointing at the screen, saying, "That's Boss mm-hmm. Baby two to my uh that's i actually I, I don't know if i said this before in here when i think of that that's one of those tweets i always think about because i so when we watched uh when we watched joe para talks with you i literally become the that's chappy guy with liz but like for all the you know comedians i performed around with in new york who i'm just like that's you know tomas delgado <laughs> that's charles Gould. all the people have like one line in joe para talks with you then i'm like i know Every single one of these people. Oh, I have gone up, uh, yeah, 20-person lineups. Um, Uh, I can't remember if you were going to say more about your experience with House or with with Peacock specifically before I... Oh, (laughs) good. I I wanted to say one more thing about, like, in, like, uh, in like corporation commercials and things go back to the house because i i was just thinking about this like at my job at beep department store it's just like on like the radio in between like shitty songs it's like ads for stuff for the store and so i have to hear these ads for like oh buy this shirt this brand that's here i just have to hear that like 50 times a day every day and it's 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 always so annoying how like have you guys seen that tweet that's like (laughs) oh go ahead it's like uh the worst song of all time is whatever your work radio played Mm -hmm. ha yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's why i have uh my worst song of all time is what my college roommate was practicing for the talent show at the end of the week oh no (laughs) and never once asked if it was okay if he practiced it uh in the room uh and that song was save tonight have you heard that i could no i've heard it i like it i could see it wearing Mm -hmm. thin sure (laughs) oh yeah let's see how you like it when you've been uh i was gonna say i was gonna say something um 
I was I was gonna say when you've had it Abu graved at you for a week, but now I'm I'm saying that in the context of I chose not to say that because I figured that'd be insensitive. That's, that's so. what Wilson should have done when he said that thing about Kobe. By yeah, the way, imagine, I'm choosing not to say this. Yeah. <laughs> imagine if I had said this. Um, uh, I uh do you, no oh, no sorry. please go ahead Andrew. Go ahead Valerie. <laughs> Oh no! I was gonna say if we're ready for uh, for the shipping report, but uh, if if we're still if we still got uh, episode details, we should uh, we should talk. Uh, about this. Basically, all I just want to say is I really this was like I feel like this was like even though there were a couple like things I was still lost, and I feel like I I get what house is and I get the appeal, and I feel like I'm gonna start going for a house now. So yeah, nice. I'm glad. All right. I think we're right. It it I feel like the fits and starts of the house return renaissance that I'll see like people I've seen more and more mid level content creators who I follow on Twitter saying they're getting into watching house again. And I think we're I think we're coming in at just the right time. Nice. So to ride that <laughs> way. That was just what that was just you being like i'm doing a great job of keeping yeah we're doing it okay. no we're doing a great job lenny <laughs> oh, not just me <laughs> we're doing a great job um, i think we i think we i think sarah had a, a lot to do she was our first guest i think she had to do it too but i feel like I, I feel like the vibe's gone out i feel like it's having a rippling effect i think you see the meme with the little domino that says mm -hmm. uh Oh, Lenny and Andrew start House of House, and the big Navino is going to be something like, I don't know, uh, Hugh, Hugh Laurie. Yes. Yeah, Hugh Laurie starts Scabbant. Yes. Exactly. Um, I really don't have anything for this shipping report. I don't know if it was just not just my mood when I watched this, but um, I didn't. I didn't notice too many vibes. Valerie, I know you're a Fujoshi, uh, but it sounds like you didn't like Wilson that much. So did you did you have any uh any ship vibes you picked up on this episode? Mm, I feel like um there was I feel like there was like a little bit of one between Hamilton and Foreman, just a little bit, it felt like. Oh yeah. That was a little bit of a like metaphorical love triangle with Foreman like like oh he's he's nicer to me and he's he's more of a gentleman but there's something about mm -hmm. house and also like how he's like oh you have a somewhat girlfriend how would she like los angeles or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> i uh noticed you and your somewhat girlfriend across the room and i really dig your butt i was hoping yeah <laughs> I was wondering if you want to uh, work in my hospital. <laughs> the uh, yeah the yeah I, I yeah I didn't notice I the last time I noticed I I'll see if there's ever anything that jumps out at me to contribute. But um, when do they start trying to put Chase and Cameron together? I th I feel like it's that's got to be soon. That's got to yeah. be coming up. I think right now they're still a little bit in the mode of wanting. Cameron to be House's main love interest, which I don't think anyone liked other than the writers of this show. Yeah, um, but I think I think they'll pivot to Cameron Chase pretty soon. Uh, we so 
if we if we're ready to we can always go back but if we i had a couple things i want to touch on in the billions Ooh. report we have been watching seinfeld i know valerie you said uh you're your sitcoms mm-hmm. person so i don't know if you got any uh seinfeld insights i was on the other podcast i recorded this will be great for uh for the crossover audience but it was talking about how in some ways both tony soprano and george costanza uh are constantly hooking up with women who are you know in a sense of the conventionally attractive scale above them but never seem happy in general in life george tony because of his uh charisma and being a mob boss and george because they don't cast unattractive women on shows in the 90s george is also really mm-hmm. hot Okay. I would, hear, well, I would hear about him punching above his weight for so long, and then when I actually watched it, I was like, "Yeah, because he's fucking hot." Yeah. Now, have you seen Lenny? Have you seen the episode of George with the toupee? And are you <laughs> are you more into bald George or toupee George? I don't think I've seen that episode. That doesn't sound. I will find a picture in the chat. Okay. Well, if we if we want to just go by looks. Oh, that's that's. I feel like I need to know how the toupee affects his charisma and personality. He's got more charisma. Elaine Mm -hmm. hates it though because he come. He he's like kind of condescending. Okay, that could Mm -hmm. go either way. Do you want to see or do you want to just wait till you see the? uh... No, I'll look at it. I'll give it an ocular pat down. Okay, here's um. Here we go. Valerie, important question. Do you think I do? Yes. Okay, cool. I I think yeah, George is very hot, and I also think, uh, actually, like sp- speaking of that, Andrew, I was, uh, watching like a Jason Alexander interview like uh, like a week or so ago, and he said that like his wife like constantly teased him that uh like how are you getting these women on Seinfeld like th- these like models how are you getting them. <laughs> And it was, yeah, Aww. that's so funny. Um, I think for whatever reason that uh picture you sent doesn't work. Oh no! Okay, wait. I'm gonna uh uh okay. You did you click it and it didn't go? Yeah, it was just like a gray square. Okay, it's. I'm just gonna send you the um George. I was. It is funny because I was looking because I was like. Again, you know, conventionally, whatever. Um, he looks okay. It's here's the uh, the link. There's also one of him sticking out his tongue, being cute. If you want, uh, if you want that one, here's that. Okay, it should go. It's just like the first image on the page. Oh, though. okay. Yeah, neutral. Um. Here's him. Here's one where you get some of his uh, personality. All where right. he's this do, is great do people content. People like listening to me looking at various pictures of George Costanza. Is that yeah. good podcast content? Oh, okay. Yeah, I could definitely see this being hot. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. There is will always be. I think a thing where, uh, you know, I, this is speaking very generally. But I think there's definitely some trends in which 
cis men have a harder time understanding cis straight men have a hard time understanding what male attracted people think is hot than vice versa well though some vice versa i think there's also sometimes where people you know where there's like i guess it goes in every direction to some degree but i think that uh you i looked up george uh, george castan i looked up jason alexander's wife and she just looks very um like they just look like a like a regular couple you know like a like a like a sweet couple that this article says the truth about Jason Alexander. <laughs> what is? It's wait a fact a she's nice. Jay Seinfeld stars turned to the small screen in a tied Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> What's the truth about his wife? In real life, he's been married to artist Dana E. Title since 1982. Wow, good for them. Yeah. Uh, who exactly is his wife, and how would they meet? They work together on Seinfeld because. Uh, she worked at a casting agency, uh, where John Goodman was part. Okay. I don't really think there, I thought there were going to be some more exciting <laughs> secrets here. Um, it just seems like they met, uh, she's a renowned mixed media Ooh. artist, self-described social commentator and roaring feminist. Nice. Nice. All right. Here you go. And a breast cancer survivor. Wow, she's got quite a life. Um, she seems great. I don't know. Don't the the only pitfall is like someone who describes themselves as a roaring feminist. You know, there's a certain there's always that little like uh, turfy risk there. But I, we don't even need a check. I'm just gonna assume she's I'm chill. Assume no. I think she's probably cool. <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think there's any reason to suspect that of her. I think I don't think she'd be with Jason Alexander because I think he'd mm-hmm. be cool with that. Yeah. So I think that's all. I think it all works out. That's not the impression I got from his Tide commercial. <laughs> yeah. That we all love. I was like, this guy. This guy seems like he's got good opinions. Yeah. yeah. Um. We also Liz has been catching up on Riverdale, mm-hmm. which uh, I I'd seen. They did. Uh, they. I guess they're at the point now where they're doing like every other episode's a a jukebox musical. Oh God, yeah, I hate that. Um, well, they did. It's so funny because they did one for Next to Normal, and I was like, I could have written this episode. Like, I was like, all right, calling the songs. It's gotta be much easier when you don't have to write like most of the episodes. <laughs> um, and we've been watching Dope Sick, and of course Succession. Uh, all all good there the um did we all we're we all there's gonna be a new succession tonight though i'm not gonna watch it until uh until i meet up with liz but do we have any predictions for what for that would people will be able to judge i think four weeks from now or so yeah. uh okay tonight uh november 21st i think this is gonna be the episode where tom and logan fuck I bet. Wow, what if you called the shot and you get it <laughs> in one? And everyone's just like, oh, you you can, you should, you got to put down the marker. I guess people will hear it. It's November 21st. It is before yes, Succession I'm is airing. holding up today's newspaper. I'm of sound mind. And I'm saying that tonight 
will be the episode that where Tom and Logan fuck. Well, of course you're of sound mind. You are saying <laughs> that Tom and Logan yes. fuck. That's it's. I mean, that's a given. I'm just gonna um, take a screenshot right I, I, now. I, I do want to make clear of what the time is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's thank what I say. Get the metadata. Get the metadata because people aren't going. People are going to think that he just. People are going to think that that they're going to be like, oh, I bet Lenny. He probably just recorded this afterwards, so everyone would think he called it right. And, uh, and no one's gonna. No one. You know, they're going to be like, I bet well, he Here, must have I'll, recorded it afterwards. I'll do a notes app and then I'll share my screen. Uh, okay. Okay. Hell yeah. And it's impossible. There's no way yes. that you could make a notes app and then share the screen later. Like, right. there's no way you could write an earlier date. <laughs> well, it, the notes app will say November 21st, 523 p.m., which is before the episode drops. Yes. And there's no way you could change your computer's clock to make it uh, seem like you predicted it sooner. It is very funny to imagine... I, I mean, you've been calling it, right? People yes. think would know. Okay. Okay. Let's see. We got it on the screen. We've got a... Uh... Sorry, I'm looking at... I, I, I don't know if it's a... I'm looking at your other... Uh, I see... Yeah, the, you can the... also see my note about how Roman is Twilight Sparkle. Yeah. Which is good color for this. Ooh. Jojo's I have... Yeah, I love that there's two different unhinged uh other succession notes nice. in here because i also cast uh grant gustin as young connor okay uh all right we have this saved for prosperity all right this is before it airs no one can say <laughs> otherwise tonight on the episode where logan and tom fuck they it, you called it in advance yes um i don't know what Par my I'm I'm not sure what like two way parlay means, but I'm gonna say my parlay is that uh Tom's the top. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think that means you don't get it unless oh, that also shit, happens, shit. right? You wanna oh. un yeah. This is like un what if okay. uncut gems side bet. <laughs> yeah. What if uncut gems was about uh Logan? It was about the show Succession, which did not exist in 2012. <laughs> And and uh, Howie <laughs> predicting that the show succession well, that's his multi parlay. So first <laughs> off, I want five hundred dollars on the show succession coming out, or one hundred dollars on characters named Tom Wamsgan and <laughs> Logan Roy. I want three thousand dollars on them fucking, and I want five hundred on the top. That's Tom's on top parlay four ways. Either it pays off a million percent, or I get nothing. Uh, great, great film. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. There should be a ship. There should be shipping like betting. That should be a thing. Do you guys remember there was a website called Fantasy Angel for like Angel the series, and you could like it was like fantasy football, but you could say like what characters you think will interact and how many minutes you think each character will get. Oh my god, that rocks! It was insane, but yeah, I remember doing that while Angel the series was airing. Did you bet money? Did you do? Um, no, I don't know if some people bet money. That seems insane, but uh, I definitely didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uncut gems for shipping. That would be fun. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think that's, I think that's the billions report right, for sure. this week, for this, for this 
two weeks. Um, we'll see. We'll have to see after it airs. You can tweet out the the screenshot mm-hmm. uh, once it happens, yes. so that everyone knows that uh, that you got it. Oh, oh, wait! I won't do it tonight. Like when it happens on the show, because people might not be caught up. I'll give. Oh, people, that's a good I'll point. Give people yeah. a few days, and then be like, I called it and posted. You're going screen. on like. You're going by like 2014 Game of Thrones rules, not 2018 Game of Thrones <laughs> rules, or whenever the fin- the last like it, it shifted. The culture around that really shifted from no one say anything for three days to fuck you, watch it night of or stay off Twitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which at least like for me, and part of it has to do with I'm sure I'm following. Like I know I'm not going to see Succession for at least a couple days, but I'll just be like, well. At least these, at least this succession tweet is no context, <laughs> right? So I won't really be sure what's happening. Yeah, I, I, every, I every yeah. succession tweet is just like Kendall Bunny question mark question mark, and then just like a picture of Mariah Carey. So I think you're safe. Yeah. I follow uh, no context. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll follow no context succession and unfollow context succession. The one yes. that does long 38 tweet threads explaining everything in the scene leading up to this moment. Um, yeah, they'll be singing your praises. They'll be, they'll be, they call him the, uh, who's someone who, because Howie's, Howie's kind of good at gambling. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not good. I think he, he does wins. like, does he win all the bets he makes? I he think he does. Them. And like it was mostly just Arlo who like like canceled them and like yeah. his, his one of his lackeys like killed him. So I think it was mostly Arlo's fault there. I think it's I think with how he's just like he likes to take too many risks. But um Right, yeah. Yeah, well that's like when you're a uh, spoilers for uh, I cer- I certainly think he could have handled the yeah. situation better. But <laughs> that, that, just <laughs> This is uh, this is uh, spoilers for Uncut Gems. It takes place in 2012, though. So you've had like a decade now. But um, <laughs> the, the the moment when he actually does it and he actually gets the money and the gem and everything. And then he's like, wait a second. Sure thing. I'm putting it mm-hmm. all back in. And then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Lots of great. And then, you know. They uh, they really they really got in there right before the pandemic to give everyone a good meme format that would describe what their plans were and what COVID did to their excited and surprised (laughs) face. Um, My my roommate actually saw that movie because I had our teed something that was like watching bernie win nevada and that picture and she was like what does this mean and i was like we're we're gonna watch this movie right now you have to to yeah yeah. oh that's a real yeah Mm -hmm. oh that's a real bummer i those were wow and then and also tying it all together because eric bogosian plays bernie sanders in succession wow so at all i really if only someone from uncut gems was also in house then we could Really tied together. They must. I guarantee that most moms think that Idina Menzel and Lisa Edelstein <laughs> are the same person. Like thirty to forty percent. Not most moms, but thirty to forty-five percent. I think are like, wow, she sings and she's great on house. Yeah. Wow, Adele Dazeem herself. <laughs> yeah. Remember oh, yeah. that? That was. What a time oh, to be alive. Also, 
that really was that's oh, no go ahead yeah, uh, yeah sorry. and oh i was just gonna say because people at the time were like i think saying that uh travolta might have like some form of dyslexia or something which not making fun of that if he does but also i don't know his job is reading mm-hmm. <laughs> lines right like you could uh i think he could uh come up with a plan for yeah, that. you can like listen to her name on tape for like twenty four hours if that's like yeah. all you need to yeah. do. Yeah. He wakes up afterwards like at like a cartoon like Dexter in that one episode where he tries to learn French off tape and he can only say <laughs> I'm looking for Maj. It's just John Travolta running like he has to go and present. He's just like Adina Menzel, Adina Menzel, Adina Menzel, <laughs> and like he can't say anything else. <laughs> Dexter's laboratory, by the way, not Dexter the serial killer. <laughs> Right? What if he was like, DD, I'm going to murder bad serial killers. <laughs> Sorry, Valerie, what were you saying? And then we can probably I, start wrapping up. Uh... I was going to say, tying back even more, uh, uh, Lisa was in two Seinfeld episodes as George's girlfriend. Yes, we talked about that uh, on the last episode, oh, hell too, yeah. actually. Nice. Yeah, as the one. Yeah. Who she fakes, she's faking orgasm, that's just a real one, but George doesn't believe her. But then they end up, and then she leaves him more frustratingly because he is obsessed with getting Jerry's girlfriend to just think he's mm-hmm. fine. Because <laughs> Jerry's girlfriend at the time, played by, I think, an almost unrecognizable Jennifer oh, yeah, Coolidge, yeah. unless that's a different mm. one. Um, yeah. Okay. Also, I was just going to say, I really need to, like, watch Succession and catch up on it just to have context for, like, what so many people have been posting for a while. Because it's just, like, I need to know who Kendall is. I need to know who Tom is. I need to know these names. <laughs> I, like, I always hate recommending that kind of show. Like, I always hate, like, recommending Breaking Bad, you know? Um, but I do think you would oh, like Succession. Oh, yeah gonna check it out yeah i think it's a great show i mean i don't understand i don't generally understand people are like i can't watch this all these people are horrible it's like okay well i don't know like sure like (laughs) but they're funny and interesting like i don't know what do you like i guess you could just watch a show where everyone's uh yeah, where everyone's just like a show about nothing. No, wait, that's also the you can watch a show about nothing. Where you everyone's can watch nice. Arthur, I guess. Yeah, you could. Except, uh oh, the voice of the brain went on to be Stephen Crowder, <laughs> tainted. Although the brain seasons like five and six or something. I don't think he's the brain the whole time. <laughs> that would be funny um, if he was still the brain like now <laughs> in between like being like he just goes in. <laughs> yeah, he's just like so uh, polar. Who cares? The polar bears are dying. There's actually more of them. It's a lie. Uh, you know, I put on a dress to prove that um, <laughs> if you if you know, if you put on a dress and then you yell at people in a gym and they uh tell you to leave so now what and you're like i don't i don't know what i i don't understand the it's also i i I mean i don't know like what i don't even i'm always just like baffled by the thing where they're like you can't get away with anything they'll get away it's like 
he's got so many views on YouTube and he just does like Mickey Rooney Chinese mm-hmm. stuff. Like it's <laughs> wild. Like it's like so much worse than you think someone could be doing in this year. Um, never. I don't think he's ever done blackface though, which that's always so interesting to me when people kind of seem to still realize there's some mm-hmm. line and they say that there's no line and they don't care. But like, you know, somehow some part of them knows that there's uh I don't know. Maybe hey, that's maybe I should have written that down too when I tune into tonight's episode of uh, Louder with Crowder. <laughs> yeah. Steven Crowder, Fox, uh, I don't know, producer Jeff or something. I actually do know some of because I did on my other podcast, TV Nopes. I did an episode on with Anders Lee on. Uh, the TV tropes page for the Greg Gut for Gutfeld <laughs> and for Louder with Crowder. So I know that he has like producers named like Jewish Ira and Quarter Black Greg oh or something. God. So what if Greg from Cousin Greg and Quarter Black <laughs> Greg? Uh, fuck. Anyway, they can go a little something. Oh. Like <laughs> uh, all right, all right. If I keep if I keep going, I might accidentally say something. Let's uh, let's rate that go. episode. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here's my. Sp- what if you just walk in? You're like, yeah. So here's my spec. It's uh, <laughs> what if on this episode of Succession, cousin Greg met uh Stephen Crowder's <laughs> producer, whose name I don't think is Greg. I think it's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I just said like how... all right. Well now now let's see. Steven Crowder. <laughs> it's uh oh it's quarter black Garrett. I was so much closer than I than I would have thought I was. Okay. But since he's not named Greg, he would not fuck succession Greg. He would have to fuck Garrett from Superstore. You're right. That's what uh that's what it would be. Quarter black Garrett. I don't I I'm I don't want no I need to stop myself from rolling down his Twitter page right now because I know I oh he watched Ghostbusters Afterlife for the second time. Is, are they like doing a thing where they're like pretending to be super into Ghostbusters Afterlife because they all pretended to hate or they legitimately, I don't know, hate the like lady ghostbusters so now they have to be like see paul rudd this is what we wanted or whatever like finally hollywood's listening to the anti-woke brigade who wants paul rudd to be a father figure to finn wolfhard like we said well i do well i mean uh jason reitman's movie thank you for smoking was produced by elon musk and peter teal (laughs) yeah wow that kind of thing, you always, when people, you know, end up arguing about, like, all these different uh, specifics of, can you watch this if this person was associated with ever? And it's, like, so funny that, I think in, tw- like, 2017, Wonder Woman came out, and it was, like, like the first name you see is just, like, produced, executive producer Steve Mnuchin. <laughs> and everyone's like, look, we need this now. <laughs> Thank you, Steve Mnuchin, for providing <laughs> us with a powerful woman to fight the administration you're a part of. Um, she, uh, did, which, yeah. Anyway, 
Um, uh oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm I don't I, I need to stop scroll. Hey. I don't know what I thought I was gonna uh. <laughs> What I thought I was going to see Anything else Garrett's posted recently? <laughs> Catching your fancy? <laughs> Any anything what? Anything else Garrett has posted that's catching your fancy? Like, anything you see? <laughs> uh, he's saying... What movie is he talking about here? He's watching The Lawnmower Man, and he thinks Pierce Brosnan's the only good actor in the movie. Hmm. More of a film film guy than I thought. Based on the two things I know about it. He also he retweeted someone. Oh, this is the person he retweeted to someone I know because she's a New York comic who uh, got, you know, went down that path. Um, and I don't know her that personally. I've met her a couple times. But she said, didn't know George Soros was a writer on the Amber Ruffin show. And it has an Amber Ruffin segment. And I'm like, I feel like whatever segment amber ruffin did that super woke that they're upset about is probably just something amber ruffin also believes i don't know if i don't also, know if like Soros i can't believe to... like they're making them like the idea of like conservatives like forcing themselves to sit through all those boss baby two ads just to be like hey <laughs> this show continues to be woke well they like boss baby because it shows the uh <laughs> it it shows the if uh, you work hard and you're a baby, then you can uh, <laughs> become a capitalist. The uh, hustle grind sets. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, grind set. Boss baby's got that grind set. Are there boss baby grind set memes? I'm sure there are. Hopefully, I'm gonna look up boss baby meme. This is gonna be the longest episode we've okay. done so far. It's just gonna yeah. be about um, what is what? Sorry, I'm. What are why is there a boss baby meme format where they're in the bath? <laughs> this kid, I mean, I don't know. I'm very confused. It's the it's like the mom is holding the boss baby and he looks confident in the bath. Then there's like the kid who's like shaky and is like upset and like you're supposed to be like, oh, the boss baby. She's she oh, likes yeah, the I boss baby, but he is no good um <laughs> whoever says they watch boss baby for the plot is lying what is this weird <laughs> what is this what is the boss baby fandom been up to i don't and i don't this, know if yeah. this is okay and this one the mom is labeled my extremely supportive mom bathing boss baby is you should date this girl and older boy it also in the bath is my crumbling self-confidence i don't understand how they're conveying that yeah i don't under so is the boss baby what the mom is saying do you need to have seen oh, is boss it supposed baby? to be like <laughs> it feels like it's supposed to be like the mom is like handing you this but i feel like there's oh. no way she's handing the baby to the toddler in the movie look up boss baby memes if you want to see <laughs> it's one of the first ones that shows up there's another one that says uh Boss baby needs your help. The boss baby has a mission for you. Please go find your mommy or daddy's plastic shopping card for me and tell me the numbers on back. It's a secret mission code. Can you help me? There's also... I wonder if this is a thing 
Someone has, there's a YouTube video image that says, I FaceTimed the boss baby. He answered, OMG. But I think this is probably stuff that's meant to oh, be that's, funny. Uh, okay. I'm trying to think of his Saw boss baby in Minecraft, not clickbait. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that... <laughs> Sorry, I said, what, Valerie, you say what you were going to say and then I'll... <laughs> Uh, I don't remember <laughs> the YouTube channel offhand, but there's a guy, I think it's probably that guy, who's like, I I just met the boss baby on the phone call at 3am or something, and it's just a bunch of stuff like that, and also, um, he also did one where he like, went to the ocean, and it's like, I met SpongeBob and Patrick at 3am, and it was just like... <laughs> I think I think he also said like some other name. Like he said, like I also met like Robin Williams or something, some like random name, <laughs> as if they're like also in this one. <laughs> there's a there's a meme, and it says it's got the boss baby. Uh, and he's like going through like a robot machine that looks like it's putting on his pants, and it says, "What if we kissed at the boss baby circumcision chamber?" <laughs> Okay, I kind of like that one. I, I kind of like one of my it. friends posting that. I kind of well, I I guess that. Uh, ooh, why is this? There's one. It's the boss baby looking all excited. And it says me when the video takes the time to establish that she is his stepsister. Why are you bringing <laughs> the boss baby into this? <laughs> the boss baby. Who would get an Academy Award nomination? A moving tale about bullying, disability, and finding redemption. I think it's your name. Or One Baby Boy. <laughs> uh, could a Velociraptor beat three boss babies? I just saw a boss baby at the Berlin Nazi parade. This is like, so seeing the boss baby in weird places is clearly like a thing. The boss baby ate my ass in Minecraft, parentheses, not clickbait. <laughs> There's a whole genre I'm just not aware of, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what right. would House um, think of the boss baby? <laughs> yeah, what if House met the boss baby? What if the, and they're like, he'd be, the boss baby's like trying to tell him he has to like earn more money for the hospital. Like instead of Chi McBride, it's the <laughs> boss baby. Chi McBride shows up playing the boss baby. Later in House. Um... We should probably start winding yes, down. Yes, let's, let's rate the episode. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we set aside only five minutes for reading out Boss Baby memes. The audience can't see. So I, went, I, I might have gone no a little There's no one whose favorite episode is DNR and was hoping to really get into it. I am amazed. I think this might be one of our longest episodes. I think the, the one with Katie for Fidelity was a minute 47. A minute 47. An hour 47 minutes. So I, I think that was our longest episode. So I don't think we're going to beat that, but I do think it's funny that I had probably fewer notes for this episode than any other episode we've watched. And yet this is going to be like our second longest episode just because we spent it on seeing what on seeing what one of Steven Crowder's co-hosts has on Twitter and the boss baby memes. I'm listening stuff I did to get us on uh, that. So we got to find the guy who did this. Yeah, hot dog costume of like me in the hot dog costume, but I've got like 
Boss Baby memes yeah. and Steven Crowder's co-host Twitter feed and what if Uncut Gems was about uh, succession characters fucking and I'm going, we all looking for the guy who did this. 12 minute starting opening with this is it. This is uh, this is the end divergence. All right. Uh, reviews. Let's do. Uh, I, I don't I didn't like the 1.5. We got to start. We got at some point, you know, 1.5 pills or whatever. I I yeah. nothing it nothing there. Yeah, like I'm. This episode. I'm glad you said that because I was like, I don't know if it's my mood watching this or something, but yeah, I also felt like it was pretty lacking. I don't think I hated it as much as you did, but I am gonna give it just two Vicodin pills, uh, because yeah, I felt like it was cramming way too much in, um, and didn't really explain it. Uh, Valerie, I was re- I was relieved when you said you want to watch more because I was definitely like, oh, I feel bad that I'm starting her off on one of the the, the weaker ones. I think uh, even if the, I honestly think like if this is one of the weaker ones, like I'm excited for the stronger ones and excited <laughs> to see like yeah. more of it. And um, yeah, I feel like for the most part, I've just like. I feel like I'm in. I feel like I'm in the universe with Foreman and uh, Cuddy and all of them and uh, Wilson or Jimmy, as he called him in that one scene. And uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think I'll give it I think I'll give it three of those uh, donuts in Mike Starr's pocket. Yeah. Hell yeah. Huh. Nice. Um, yeah, th- that's good. I, it's all, it's always nice to be reminded that House is just like better than most shows. Like, I feel like usually I'll be a little, when I'm a little lukewarm on the episode, a guest who hasn't watched the show in a long time will be like, it's great watching House. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a real, it's potato chip quality to it. Yeah. One of the, sorry, I was still scrolling through some and there's just one that's <laughs> like a cast photo of. Uh, Jesse, Walt, uh, Skyler, Walt Jr., and Hank and Marie, and it just says six tickets to Boss Baby Two Family Business, please. <laughs> kind of like, um, yeah, Valerie, you got uh, you got stuff you want to plug? Yeah, so I have um, a history show that I'm um, in the depths of working on uh, called Valley of the Tall Tales. I'm uh really proud of the work i'm doing so far in it but it, 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 look, something i've realized along the way is like all the like big name like history podcasts like have like staffs of people and my staff is just myself right. and so it's a lot but <laughs> hey someone's gotta do it and it'll come out at some point some point i don't know when but it's coming it's i'm just i'm very excited and we'll oh i was just gonna say we'll be sure to link it on uh on the house of house awesome. twitter whenever yes comes out. Definitely. so so people who listen Thank to this you. Can and do you know what it's uh oh no oh, go ahead please andrew oh sorry. sorry did you say what it's gonna be uh, called? valley of the tall tales is the title Yes. You did, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Now, as soon as you said great it, title. I was like, yes, I heard of that. That is a great title. You have a, a Twitter oh, people yeah. can follow? I also or have a other Twitter, uh, at Stealing Valerie. Also, 
right now with my friend Trevor. We're going through the films of Jack Lemon on uh, it's most it's it's his podcast for longer. I'm kind of the interim co-host for it. Uh, it used to be a Kevin Smith podcast nice. called We Need to Talk About Kevin, and that's still the feed you can find it on. But yeah, we're going through Jack Lemon right now, and I we're like. Nice four or five episodes backlogs but i'd love to have you two on at some point if you if i review have like yeah. any hot right. takes on mr jack lemon movies <laughs> uh i bet i can come up with some so i'd love to i'd love Hell to do yeah. it i probably uh for sure I, I can oh you can see as you see uh i'll i'll, I'll certainly come up <laughs> with something <laughs> um the uh i'll i'll just say uh you can find me at andrew taven on twitter and andrewtaven.com and you can find pretty much all the stuff through that sound snacks soon pretty soon probably uh whatever shows i'm doing those will be listed on andrewtaven.com and uh oh and my other podcast is tv nopes so house of house tv nopes listen to both and you can follow me at Lenny Burnham and my other podcast you can find wherever you get your podcasts and it's called Chapter Surfing. Uh, Andrew's been on it. Valerie has been on it talking about the 100 series. Uh, it's, it's a good time. It was a very fun episode to guest on as well. And thank you both for having me. This was also very fun. I had a great time, like listening, like just being part of. Tan I my favorite part of being on podcasts is just the tangents, and I feel like we had a lot of fun tangents. Today. <laughs> a lot of fun, honestly. Like after, yeah, I I, I would say. Oh, I Sorry. was just gonna say like after like just a fucking draining day of work. This was just great to like have the life back in me with just like oh, a I'm good bad. hour and a half or so of just chatting it was good uh so andrew what are you gonna say yeah well i'm sure uh well yeah i'm sure we'd uh love oh, to have you back uh you know as you continue your house journey right. and uh in the meantime uh thank you everyone for listening and thank you for from... listening everybody us here at the House of House, we hope you all have a very pleasant evening. <laughs>